Round one, go. Well, it's uh, it's that time, that time when everybody's <laughs> looking forward to, especially myself and my compadre, because uh, well, we're expected to be here. This is Doug Bassler. <laughs> and this is Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. Another yes. Saturday morning across the ACN network, across the beautiful God's country, brother. Come on. Yes, and hopefully you've already had your breakfast and you're, you're ready to go because, um, you know, who knows what, what could happen. So, brother, what do you think about poor Minneapolis, Minnesota? I mean, this is like out of control, brother. What is the deal? If you, if you are, you know, and I, it's not so much that, you know, this wasn't like really egregious. I mean, it was mm-hmm. egregious, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the, the um, actual facts are that you are far less likely to be gunned down or to be, uh, you know, assaulted with a, a deadly weapon by a police officer if you are a person of color. Did you know that? Like the, I the, did. The numbers are bare out. And there's been a lot of training. We have a good friend of ours, Reverend um, um, Perryman, about working with police departments about sensitivity. And then they're really focused on not taking action, especially in the, the inner city black communities, because of such a, a history of this, right? The issue. So the numbers bear out. You're much less likely, as you said, um, to be injured in that way. But um, when it is right now, everything now is instant sensationalized it is front page news literally for those that don't know what that is that's a newspaper but literally online in your face on your social media everywhere um and so now even the the things that are the exception now become the rule right is that we're gonna go this and then it brings up old wounds and it's like wow um in in this nation uh i was thinking about this today doug and before it's, it's tragic when anybody loses their life. It's tragic when you have, um, you know, bad actors for the, well, for whatever reason. Um, but the response, now we've had for basically about 20 years now, whenever celebration or frustration, there's been these riots, whatever it be the Chicago Bulls in the nineties, winning the, the world championship basketball game, cars were turned over, buildings were burned. I'm like, um, that's really never been okay. And yet, and then we saw the riots in Ferguson. And of course, now when people have a frustration, when they feel like they're not being heard or, or, address, or their grievances redressed like that we do in the Constitution, there are supposed to be avenues to respond through elections, through pro, uh, peaceful protests, through rallies, whatever it may be, through writing and so forth. Um, but this idea of these where you destroy the community you live in, you burn down fire uh, houses, you burn down this. I, I don't know if that's a cultural thing, Doug, if it's a political thing, if it's just absolute chaos and frustration. Part of it is the policies in place where this is allowed and almost encouraged. Here, go destroy your businesses, go destroy government buildings, go destroy. So you get this anger out of you. Well, you never get it out of you. That doesn't satiate. Uh, it doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't bring the man's life back. It doesn't fix race relations. You know, this this is just a, and it seems to be getting worse and worse. Everything, even since the, the, you know, the WTO riots, right? We've seen it escalate through Antifa and everything as this excuse to go do damage and to be basically, it's like your kids, Doug. Let's say if your kids 
didn't uh, something went against the way they were um, their desires. So they didn't like something you guys did. Something bad happened to the family um, that was out of their control. They would go home and destroy their room, destroy their kitchen, and destroy your house. And you're supposed to sit back and go, oh, that's okay. Um, they're hurt. No, that would never be allowed. And I just, we have a real, obviously, need to pray. But there's a real issue in our nation about uh, what's an appropriate response to whatever happens, don't you think? Yeah, you know, I'm, <clears throat> you can't watch the video and and not think that, you know, something's seriously wrong mm-hmm. with that particular policeman policemen are people yep. okay and people have flaws some mm-hmm. people are good people and some people are not good people and some people are evil people and some people are great people and so on and we take there individuals- are good people to have bad moments and there's bad people to have good moments too but the idea here is is this doesn't seem on this officer to your point seems like this may have been a pattern for him and that wasn't addressed before so there's a serious issue with this police department and this particular officer who was not addressed earlier. So we understand that. And there's, there's a right for the family to be frustrated, the community to be frustrated, to be angry. Um, but the police department should act and deal with this. Um, but the larger cultural thing is, is this is not the way to fix it, don't you think? There's got to be a better way. Well, I was going to tell you what I think, but you jumped back in there yeah, and kept pontificating. So anyway, um, so... Uh, back to what I was saying. So the 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 obviously this particular incident was not good, and it's kind of like the incident you know from a couple of weeks ago with the the murder of the uh, the, the fellow that was um, you know filmed by another guy, and they they arrested him as well. Um, and so that is uh, that stuff happens. Okay, mm-hmm. it also happens. You know, I've been you know confronted and accosted and threatened by people of other races myself, that doesn't get covered. Okay, so racism isn't only bad when it's white on black or white on some other race. Racism is bad going any direction. And uh, what I, I guess my frustration is, is that it's the exception. It's not the rule. Is America a racist country so the democrats would are are fueling this they are feeding this they are constantly shouting racism and if you disagree with them you're a racist and they're you know they're spewing this thing and there's power in these words and it stirs up a society when you tell all the young black men that you are a target and you're this and that and you start to they start to believe that and they start to uh you know live that out like it doesn't matter what i do then I'm going to be, you know, and they bring up slavery, which is, you know, 170 years ago. And, um, and so let's, you know, if we're going to do that, then we need to come back at the Democratic Party and remind everybody that they were the party of slavery, that the Democratic, that Republican Party was founded to abolish slavery. The Republican Party was the party that, that passed civil rights. The Republican Party is the party that that said, you know what? These are human beings and this is wrong, okay? And so our first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, uh, actually was willing to fight a civil war to, to, to uh, you know, bring, to right this wrong, okay? So um, I just, uh, 
I feel like if we're going to, you know, if no one can be forgiven, then the Democrats can't be forgiven for their Jim Crow laws, for their lynching and all this stuff down south. You know, the first Republican, um, uh, African-American Republican, former slave Republican senators and congressmen were elected after the Civil War. They were Republicans. Okay. And then the Democrats started more getting more and more power and they started with the Ku Klux Klan, which was a Democrat, you know, military arm. And so I'm, it's frustrating to me because I, you know, I grew up in Spokane and I, you know, I've lived in Portland and in Seattle now. And um, I don't see a racist America. I see people as people. I see we've had huge strides and to, to be able to, to go back now and the Democrats pointing at all white people and say, no, 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 no. And who's saying it? They're white. Mm-hmm. So why don't they just get down on their knees and ask for forgiveness? Why don't they send them a check? Why don't they give their body to be burned, right? And so yep. that's what's frustrating to me, brother, is that, you know, yeah, this particular incident was bad. And the incident of the guy being dragged behind the pickup was bad, okay? But is that the rule or is it the exception? And if it's the exception, you treat it like every other crime, you arrest them, you prosecute them, and you do what needs to be done to, mm. to have a deterrent for this stuff. But it's also wrong to say all white people were slave owners, all white people were, you know, whatever. So now Doug's making a good point, people. And I know it's, it's he makes lots of good points, but this is one of those <laughs> things. Thank you, brother. This is one of those things, though, where um, the political left, I'm, I'm sure someone on the right probably does it here and there, but this is something typical. When the mayor came out of Minneapolis there, basically saying, oh, it, America has been slavery. America. No, the, it's diverting attention on what bad policy in that city, um, bad enforcement of that police department. You know, these issues are local because they're not dealing with it. There, there are public policies in place in people in places like Seattle and Detroit and Baltimore and Chicago that lead to more murder, more crime because they're Democrat policies. There's, a, there's these lawlessness to it and so and then this the same people will say that republicans are you know are racist or whatever the white man or whatever it may be and to doug's point it's it's saying no look look over there they're the bad people and then at the same time doing policies that that enslave literally um to the government as far as handouts make crime worse uh, allow criminals out on the street allow people to shoot up heroin these are really really bad policies that hurt people and hurt communities uh, and yet they're going to say, well, this is a uh, 400-year-old racist property from America. So, so they, they whitewash literally the entire all America and then pinpoint um, white Christian males in general saying that you're the problem when the problem is local. That's why these elections are so important. It's also why we need to pray. But uh, to Doug's point, too, is, is we know in Scripture uh, w- what we say with our words is powerful. The word says, you know, we say it like the key of David, as Doug says, oftentimes off the air and on the air here. When you're told all your life that you're a victim, when you say that you're a victim, then you believe that the system is rigged against you, whether it be Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden or the Democrat Party or whatever, tells like a whole community that you have no opportunity, that you can't make it without your own, you're on yourself, that you need government, that it is these other people, these rich these businesses, these white people that are holding you down, they start speaking that and believing it, and then it becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. We do not want that. Every man, woman, and child of any race and color is made by God in his image for a purpose and a glory. We need to be speaking the truth that you have every opportunity in this greatest nation on God's green earth. 
that we're here for you, that in fact, there are so many opportunities for people of color right now when it goes to college, getting jobs, whatever, if they're aware of it and take advantage of it. This is amazing that we've done so much probably in the last 150 years to right or wrong, as Doug says, to, to a point where in many cases, um, uh, with, through quota systems, through affirmative action, where it is unfair now to people that aren't of color. You know, when you're applying for a, a school or a college or a job, you get second choice, even though you have the same qualifications or better. And so this idea that, that we have to keep on reliving uh, the 1860s and slave trade and, and Jim Crow and that kind of stuff, that, as Doug said, was a Democrat Party thing that Republicans fought to get it against. We need to focus on the opportunities of today that getting every kid, regardless of race or color, the success they need. Don't you think, Doug? Yeah, I think it's about people and not about stereotyping. I always tell my teenagers, don't stereotype boomers, don't stereotype anybody. It's bad. We're going to be back and talk about election interference after the break. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon looking forward for Doug and Marty versus the world. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. Two bells and all is well. It's round two, Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, welcome back. Uh, we appreciate you, praying for you. I'm glad you're joining the show today. Hmm? Well, I'm, I don't know if I'm enjoying the show today, brother. I just, <laughs> hopefully they are. Um, you know, before we jump into election interference, which I really think we should look at, uh, mm-hmm. because that's a huge problem. And uh, I'm not talking about the Russians, but um, I might be. I don't know. Do Russians tweet? Any rate, uh, this uh, what you were saying earlier about how democratic policies are making our neighborhoods, our cities less safe, and that that would be really borne out in the in the the shelter in place, the lockdown, whatever you want to call it, where they would allow prisoners out of jail and lock people into their homes. So that's just a you know a blatant you know let's let wicked evil doing felons, you know, and now we've had a huge spike in crime because of that. 
go. And, and, Mm -hmm. and of course they're going to go home and shelter in place. Not, you know, that's the safest place for them to be, which is keep them, (laughs) keep them in jail. Right. Right. Don't let them circulate. And uh, so, you know, this insanity has got to stop. And I think it's going to stop at the ballot box this November um, as we all join together and vote Republican and send our ballots in and get out our votes. Every single listener has to vote. And to Doug's point right here, it, it, the insanity, I know we are asking a lot that everybody should have a rational mindset, not an emotional. We all get emotional about certain things. You know, I get emotional about our country god about our kids and how the future for them so we all have our triggers i'm, I'm assuming some have tr- and climate and so forth Th- this right here though when you when you actually say okay we're gonna um, solve the homeless drug addicted culture by allowing them to shoot up with heroin that, that's backwards that's 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 now allowing them allowing people to kill themselves uh, we're gonna fix the uh, um coronavirus um problem by releasing prisoners but confining the law-abiding citizens, or we're going to fix the gun violence problem by uh, confining or restricting access to guns by, for law-abiding citizens, not the criminals. None of this makes sense. And so uh, believing that what we're up against is, is rational thought is not, it is literally upside down. And we've, we've coined the scripture verse many times that when in the last days, it will be called evil and evil, evil will be called good. We're there. Well, think about them. the fact yeah, yeah, the idea here that there's everything that would be um, Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, everything that would be a affront to God is being celebrated in our nation, in our country, in our, our state and localities, not everywhere, but in our government, the halls of government. And everything that is good and righteous is coming under fire from culture and media and government agencies passing laws that are actually restrictive. When this shutdown, to Doug's point, before we go into election interference, literally spelled out um, religious gatherings, uh, people of faith, specifically churches, saying, you cannot meet. We can go to the Home Depot. We can go to the Target at Lowe. That's fine, because this virus can't go there. Those are essential. But you political, I mean, you religious people, you people of faith of all different faiths, you're just social workers, to, to Inslee's words. That is not right. And that's an affront to, for not only our First Amendment rights, but think about this. This is now an all-out political, cultural attack on your faith. So let's get going on this, right? So make sure we're, we're there. But this is, be aware of what it is. We're not dealing with rational thought. We're dealing with a spiritual battle, so. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think we should definitely come back to the church thing because, you know, the sort of limited thing. But let's, mm-hmm. let's wait. I, I wanted to jump in on this, this uh uh, war between you know the major social media platform known as Twitter, tweet, mm-hmm. tweet, Twitter, twi- tw- Twitter, Twitter. Do you do you use Twitter, brother? I have a Twitter account, and I'm supposed to be using it, but I don't use it. I just don't tweet, and I need to start tweeting. That's for my campaign because you're for me. old, brother. You're I old. do. I I, I must be. But I'm, <laughs> actually, I'm a actually, the person. kids. The right. kids say only old people use Twitter and Facebook, and I think they're probably right. And you know, but frankly, old people vote. So uh, Twitter has started to um, censor the president. So they fact checked him. Oh, you know, mail-in ballots are are completely fine, even though it's demonstrably false. Mail-in ball- ballots are a huge voter fraud opportunity. Boxes yeah. and boxes of counterfeit ballots. There's no way to check them. It's a problem. I don't want mail-in ballots in Washington anymore. I mean, if I could, if I could get somebody elected, uh, 
say lieutenant governor or secretary of state or something I, i'd like work really hard to like get you know i wouldn't let any bills come forward until we repeal ballots <laughs> except in you know for absentee military etc right we we have a combination of it. i agree and and if uh, we should have kim lemon on our on our show and she talks about how secure our system is each county has their own system it doesn't, it's not tied into the state. So each county, has, some has older, some has newer, some has more secure, some have not. But dealing with the system it is with the mail-in ballots right now for each county and for the state, um, you have volunteers, right, serving on the floor. You have same-day registration. You have one of three states, only three states in the nation that do not enforce the real ID compliance, meaning we don't have to be a citizen to vote. You don't have to show ID to vote. So basically, anybody can get a ballot. Anybody can go up on the day of the election, register to vote, say, uh, swear that they're whatever, and then vote. It is, it is rife for fraud. We've seen fraud. We've okay, seen so fraud. Uh, what I'm getting yeah. at, the, the point here is that obviously the president is correct mm-hmm. in, that, in what he's saying, but no, they're going to fact check him. So then on Friday, the president tweeted a tweet about thugs in Minneapolis was censored his tweet was taken down off of twitter this this is election interference in the the you know president trump Mm -hmm. just like you know they put all kinds of stuff on the left they put all kinds of crap out there the only speech that seems to get censored brother is the president now the president they've been kind of leaving him alone but the the speech on the right the conservative speech the christian speech that type of thing this is, you know, I, I think this is an amazing thing, though, because now it's coming to light, right? Yes. And so I, a question for you in this, too. We already know that the um, they call the mainstream media. Most of the media, probably 75% of the media is liberally bent, meaning, meaning their own liberal owners um, give the um, Democratic candidates a liberal messaging and the, the mantra we've seen over and over and over again where they have the same talking points. It's always anti-conservative, anti-Trump, anti-whatever. They actually, and sometimes they have the, I mean, a lot of times, most of the time, they have the same words. They'll exactly, get like, yeah. you know, whatever, some Here's this word. Everybody says that same word or whatever. Exactly Very coordinated. Right. So thank God for, you know, the, the rebel alliance, Doug and Marty versus the world, Fox News, Breitbart, whatever, right? Um, Correct. And James we O'Keefe. have other uh, sources to get the truth and get the an alternative view, so to speak. Um, but so, you, but you also have to understand that Twitter, Facebook, and stuff are privately owned companies that also have a liberal view. It's one thing to know that yeah. the news were they're not slant. they're not neutral. No, not neutral. they are uh, clearly on the left, and and we should know that. But the the next part, what you're talking about, is where they actually remove or silence the opposing view. Not just have a slant, which we know that their views can be slanted. They silence. Uh, and shadow banning. Sh- shadow banning. And yeah. so we know that there was a that professor last year that came out that Google, based on their ad search and word search, that it could effectively move over 250,000 or, or 2.5 million votes one way or another across the nation. That's a lot of votes. But just by Google. Think about Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all those that to combine shadow banning and moving things. They can clearly manipulate and, and uh, the vote itself and the messaging getting out. So uh, President Trump came out with an executive order about, um, you know, basically if you are doing content, if you are actually fact checking, you became a, uh, a source like a newspaper and you could be held liable. 
interesting move because is our social media platforms, are they news? Is it commentary? Is it a free site like, like it's supposed to be? You know, we know it's not. So what, where is the First Amendment rights? The illusion of, the of freedom. Of, yeah. Right. Where's the First Amendment rights of a private company and citizens? Um, and, and where does, right, the, uh, okay, now you're under the same laws um, that newspapers have when they. Um, I, I absolutely think that's what we've got to do, right? You and I mm -hmm. are, are going to be held liable for anything that we say. And mm -hmm. if we're wrong, which is often the case, or not often, but often enough, uh, we, re we re apologize, retract it, make it front mm -hmm. page news. Hey, we messed up or whatever, right? But um, the, this idea, you know, the, the, the Federal Election Commission uh, rules need to be applied to Google, Facebook, mm -hmm. to YouTube, to Twitter, to, to uh, LinkedIn, to um, Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok, all these things, right? These platforms where people are getting that out. If it's a political message, it must not be hindered. It must not be, you can't charge any more for it. Then you, you, have, you, you have to give them the lowest unit rate like we do in television and in radio. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the rules need to be enforced equally. These people have some kind of carve out and they affect billions of mm -hmm. viewers, billions. Okay. So there's only 300 and whatever million Americans. However, this stuff is going out worldwide. YouTube, they say, they say YouTube gets like 6 billion views a day. Okay. So like the population of the world, uh, you know, hits YouTube every day almost. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously that's a lot of people like you that, you know, binge watch, you know, goofy <laughs> cat videos or whatever. My daughters are on YouTube a lot every single day. Right. It's, it's like another TV channel. So that thing should have the same rules that Fox News has, that History Channel has, that CBS has, whatever. That we you have cannot on there. Censor, you say. Yeah. yeah, you cannot censor political speech, period. Especially during a campaign. And that's what they're doing to the president. So. I'm, now, now I'm getting up on my soapbox. And I felt, you know, I felt like this anyway. And, um, you know, we're always fighting with, you know, both hands tied behind our back. And uh, I keep hearing this dinging sound. Is that your phone, brother? It's probably <laughs> my phone, down. man. Uh, any rate, uh, God bless Marty McLennan. He's trying to do Thank a radio you. show and, you know, juggle the phone at the same time. Um, but I'm just saying, this is cool that it's coming out. And it's great that the president is taking it and making it a public thing because that will force us to have that conversation. I just love this guy. He's constantly doing that stuff, getting it out in the open, the whole thing with, you know, uh, James Comey and all this stuff, you know, it's getting it out in the open. Then at least we can deal with it. Well, we got to go to a break. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Be right back. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. 
When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was also confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. All right, it's round three, just starting to get our stride. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Uh, welcome back to the show, round three. Wow. Three. Doug and Marty versus Z World. I noticed Z our World. Facebook, I, I noticed uh, our Facebook page got changed from Eyes on Washington to Doug and Marty versus the World. Finally, thanks for doing that, brother. Well, you're welcome. And I actually updated the last two weeks' podcasts on there as well. So, Please check it out on Facebook. Did you, you do know that what I found out without a mask, brother? Did you have your mask on when you did that? So we yeah, so Facebook no mask on the screen. No COVID so during Facebook, brother. To our listeners, who I've gotten a couple of emails and a couple of Facebook messages on my personal Facebook about, hey, where do your shows go if we miss them? And I go, well, they're on our Facebook page, but you know what? On any podcasting platform, I searched iTunes the other day for podcasts, and there we were: Doug and Marty versus the world. Everyone pops up. And so the last, basically last, well, two, three months uh, worth of podcasts are right there. So please don't go listen to those. If you, yeah, if you are on <laughs> iTunes us, please, or God, help tune us. <laughs> in or iHeartRadio, look up Doug and Marty versus the world. Uh, I don't know if we should do that, brother. <laughs> Just let, if you miss the show, great. You are lucky. God bless you. So, you know, so, okay. So I I know we want to talk about the church lot. The church is kind of opening up at like 25 people or whatever, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Like I go to a church that has a, a, you know, an average Sunday it had a few months ago, whenever we used to have church, an average Sunday attendance of about Mm 5,000. So uh, opening up our church at, you know, 25% capacity or 50 people, whichever's better. Yeah. If we had um, a hundred services, Mm-hmm. then we could do that. So it's, it's completely unrealistic. You know, um, there's this thing that Thomas Jefferson actually talked about way back in the day. It was not in the constitution, but it was uh, kind of, a lot of people like to refer to it called, I don't know if you ever heard of this before, brother, the separation of church and state. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard it thrown in our face many, many times. Okay, so what did did Thomas Jefferson actually mean by that? I think actually what he meant was keeping the government out of our stinking churches. 
You yes. know, they want to have, they want to have, oh, well, churches, you can't blah, blah, blah. Johnson Amendment. Thank God that's all gone. You can, mm. you can do whatever political speech you want in your church right now, pastor. You're good. You're totally fine. Look it up. President Trump took care of you. All right. But they are not allowed to tell us how to do, I mean, so, so is this like King Louis the 15th telling the Catholic church that you got to like allow divorce now or what? I mean, what is this? Is this, this is uh, King George. Everybody's now going to be, um, uh, what was that? The church of England, right? Mm-hmm, you're going to mm-hmm. be church of England. All right. Bl- and you're going to do it this, this yeah. way. Okay. L- that's why we're here. That's why there is an America. Right. Mm-hmm. So pastors, I love you. You're good people. You're trying hard. You're protecting your sheep. We get that. I, you know, I, people with that real pastoral anointing, man, they, they got that, right. They got that squad mm-hmm. and staff protecting the sheep and all that. Open your churches, just open them. They can't do anything. And if they do something, then great. You know, Paul had a prison ministry. It's great. Mm-hmm. And, and then it gives us standing and we can go to the Supreme court and we can get this thing thrown out. You know, this is a, you know, constitutionally guaranteed God given right that we can have church any way we want. Mm-hmm. And so um, now, I'm, now I'm yelling, brother. Now you are. You're on the soapbox <laughs> as well. To our brothers it's in the pulpit. Brothers, yeah, those brothers in the pulpit, those are preaching tomorrow. This is encouraging as well. The idea here is, uh, as you hear many people that don't know, they, they quote separation of church and state. It was a letter to the Danbury Baptist from Thomas Shelf, not anywhere in our constitution or declaration. It was talking about a broader depth but it was the wall between the federal government creating a federal church. The idea was the rights were reserved to the states. In fact, 11 of the first 13 colonies actually mandated that you had to be a Methodist, a Christian, a Catholic, whatever the church was for that state to run for office because they wanted people of good moral character that would serve, they could, they could trust. We've gone a long way from that. And then I've, I've talked to other pastors, obviously, they're worried about the political environment that, you know, some of the people in the pews are left or right or Democrat or Republican. Don't worry about that. The idea is, is the truth of God and we need to be engaged. We've been preaching this for a long time, but the, the point, the reason why there's um, the political left, those that are non-Christian, those that whatever that are against your values feel empowered is because we're not at the table. with, We're not bringing truth and light. We don't have That's people... Right that represent the kingdom of God in political positions because the church in large overall, there's been many that do, but overall a, a sizable portion of the church does not get engaged. In fact, they avoid it like the play because they feel like they are supposed to. That is not the truth. That's not the biblical truth. It's not the uh, cultural truth. It's not the constitutional truth. This the idea of our founding fathers is this is an integral part of every part of our life, including politics. And so right here, where we're at in this day, where you have a edict from government that is absent a large involvement by the church, the body of Christ, um, that's saying, no, you're not important, you're sidelined, you're social workers, we're going to, sh- uh, first of all, shut you down, your First Amendment rights, your right to assemble, your right to um, worship God freely and the way you choose. And secondly, we're gonna, now we're going to restrict how many can meet, when you can meet, and how you can meet. And then also in the same time, we've seen in our state where they're passing legislation, literally, literally going after and saying, you know what, the Bible is hate speech. When you don't agree with current cultural values about same-sex marriage, about um, all the letter and alphabet of different things, um, things that the Bible would be absolutely against, 
Not the people, but we know the sin for that and the truth of set people free. They're saying that will now be illegal. This has not been passed. But the point is, that's where we're going. They're legalizing things like prostitution and, and uh, adult child sex and all the other stuff and normalizing that, even in, sur- in our surrogacy. education. I mean, that, that whole thing, you know, we've kind of forgotten about that, but this idea that you can contract with a, a young woman to have a baby and you own that baby, they've brought back slavery. This is a mm-hmm. Democrat thing. Again, people, they've brought back slavery in Washington state. Yep. And in California, they legalized uh, prostitution and um, basically it, it, it is, they've decriminalized those are caught pedophilia. in sex trade. Yeah. Pedophilia. pedophilia. Thank you. Yeah. And there's a huge issue with that. And it's demonic. We know that. Um, but it's being uh, institutionalized. It's been legislated. And just because a law or a ruling by a court makes it legal does not make it moral or right. Doesn't and that's where the right. church has to be engaged and says, look, that is immoral and that is not right, even though it may be legal. And we need to stand firm and say, let's make that, let's remove that because it doesn't make it right. People yeah, need to know what right and wrong is. And exactly. Did you know that there was a survey done here uh, a, a couple years back that said that um, Christian kids, Christian teenagers didn't know that it wasn't okay to have sex according to the Bible, you know, outside of marriage, right? So they're just not, they, they weren't dealing with it. Now they, they, they teach that to our kids and our, you know, my, my mm-hmm. youth groups and stuff like that. But, um, you know, this is a, it's a, we've got to preach the whole word, preach the whole gospel, right? And, the, and, and we've, ha- you know, we've always had that problem. You've always got people that they get a certain thing and they, they've proof text it and things like that. So that's, 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 you know, that's an issue. That's why you need John the Baptist to come along and go, you brood of vipers. <laughs> you know, yes, you're children of Abraham. That doesn't save you. You've got to know God, right? Our, and, our Bible, to Doug's point, it says, always be ready in season to give a testimony or response, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what we hear the most is two, two verses. That one right there where it's not a verse, but it's like, you know, hey, look, church and state separation. That's not true. It's not what it was meant to be. Number two is judge not or lest you be judged, right? And yeah. so they're always, don't judge not. Well, if you look at that, we're supposed to judge rightly. We're supposed to judge correctly. We're supposed to know the Lord. We're supposed not to- Not the only divide. verse about judgment. Exactly right. There's and a whole so, bunch of other ones about judging rightly, judging yourself. Are we not even, and it says we're supposed to not judge those outside the church, but we're supposed to judge those inside the church. There's a ton of verses about judging. Let's get them all out. Exactly and right. And they throw that one at you because they know that verse- then you can throw back, well, what about this one? What about this verse about this? What about that? You know, we've got to get equipped for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we've got to do, Marty. We've got to read our Bibles, pray and read your Bible. This whole thing comes down to a relationship with Jesus, right? Yes. What is a relationship? It's like the relationship you and I have. We, you talk, I listen. I talk, you listen. Um, you, I talk, you ignore me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but this, that's a good relationship. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, depending. You know, we're human, but his, his relationship, his, his communication is perfect if we'll listen to him, mm-hmm. right? And he's speaking very loudly right now in the midst of a shelter-in-place order that is unconstitutional and illegal, all right? Are we going to bow the knee to Jay Inslee? You know, we, we, we fought a revolution to not come under this type of bondage. We fought that. You know, millions of American soldiers, servicemen have shed their blood to give us this freedom. And, uh, you know, we've got to be willing to fight for it. And so tomorrow I will be at Point Rustin with probably what's 
turning out to be hundreds of believers for Pentecost Sunday tomorrow. And, you know, I initially, uh, you know, I'm angry enough to say I'm having church. I don't care what they say. I'm having it out in public. I'm having it in the open and I'm, I'm daring them, you know, because then, then at least if they come and try to shut it down, at least then I have standing, I can fight and we can get this thing taken care of. All right. But, um, we uh, will be there. So if you're on the west side, you know, come on to Point Rustin tomorrow at 2. Marty, you're invited, brother. Thank you, brother. I will give so you the mic. I have a political thing here. Just think about it for a second. You know, one way, and I'm running for lieutenant governor. We all know this. And Doug's running for Congress. One of the roles of lieutenant governor that's just a minor role, but it's a huge factor, is inviting people in to give the invocation every day of session. Can you imagine... Put this, look at this way, partnering with our good friend, Tim Taylor, and saying every day a different pastor across the state would give prayer and their entire church would fill the, the foyer and pray over the Senate session that day. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be a good reason to vote, send my ballot in. Well, this That's is right. Doug Kassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Yeah, back. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. This is Claire. Claire has a great business, and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. <sighs> then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details, from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Now you can have that slimmer, stronger, sexier government that you've always wanted. Get rid of that unwanted bureaucratic flab and feel Washington like you never have before. It's Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Marty McClendon will be Washington's personal trainer for a better administration. More muscle and less fat. That's what you want, right? Marty will keep a watchful eye on both sides of the aisle for you. This time, vote Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. Well, there it is, the saddest sound in radio. Round four, the final round as we bring the devil, bring down the giant using only a sling, a stone, and a microphone. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. My, my name just happens to be Doug Bassler. And I'm Marty McClendon. I love the rhyming part of that. It's pretty cool. So, um, of course, we have our word and our testimony, but yeah, of our testimony and the blood of Jesus, but I love it. And so I know we, I touched a little bit before, uh, before we end the show and starting right now, 
this idea that the basically the political left is pushing for an all mail-in ballot and then using the cover of COVID-19. President Trump's pushing back on that's not going to happen. We've had it here 25 years in our state. Um, it is rife for fraud. You know, not just the same day re registration, not just this. We know the numbers have come out that in many counties, we know King County, but also in, in California where they have mail-in ballots as well, where they actually have uh, in LA County alone, 200,000 more registered voters than there are actual people that live there. Voting means people live there. <laughs> okay. Now that, so, that actually uh, is really a problem, brother. Exactly. They, went, they had mail carriers delivering over 500 ballots to one address where no one lived at in an apartment building. We know there's problems. And so the, keep this in mind. They go on a national election when you're talking about 60 million or 80 million or whatever um, votes for one candidate or the other. Uh, what do a few hundred make? It makes a huge difference. I lost race by 101 votes. There are races in this state in the last election that lost by five or six votes. Um, when you have known fraud, when you have uh, 200,000 extra um, ballots uh, that don't count in King County, when you may have 5,000 or 10,000, it makes a huge difference in these close races, which makes a difference in the majorities in the House and the Senate, which makes a difference in the policies that are put in place uh, in all our communities that make us either less safe or more safe, make us um, freer or more enslaved when it comes to the regulations and rules. So um, this is, we have to clean this up. Of course, we have to vote. We have to overwhelm them with a vote. But our system is far from perfect, and we definitely need to get it better so that we don't, so we can actually trust the election system. Don't you think, brother? Yeah, well, you know, I always say to people, Marty did win the Senate seat in the 26th district uh, back in 2018, but he did not get quite enough votes to overcome the fraud. And now you've got this so-and-so um, mafia person in there. Um, so, you know, the only way that we can overcome voter fraud in Washington State right now is going to be that get everybody to vote. You know, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to um, I want to talk about why this is like so important, especially in this 2020 election. And I'm not just talking about the general election either, Marty. I'm talking about the primary as well. Mm -hmm. We need people to vote in the primary. Make a decision. In the lieutenant governor's race, how many people are in that race, brother? Like we started with 12. Now we have 11. I'm the, and the, the way they do it is they do a, um, basically a drawing and you end up on the ballot. So I am, I am the last person on the ballot. Um, so you're the so last that, person God would choose. And there you go. We got to have, there it. we go. <laughs> it was, you, you know what they say? You want to be first. I know the last the will be first. Last first will be first. Last. Come on, brother. And please. so I'm believing that I'm, but if you're looking for me on the ballot, make sure you're looking at the very end um, of the Lieutenant Governor row. Well, I wasn't um, hope I wasn't wanting to turn this into a campaign event. Yeah. But anyways, I I wanted to bring up something that I feel is like super important because um, a lot of our uh, Eastern Washington listeners are considering this, and even Western Washington people are saying, "I'm moving to Idaho." I'm moving to Idaho. You hear that all the time. And I've seen several people, uh, district chairs over here, 30th district, moved to Idaho, moved to Coeur d'Alene or whatever, Post Falls, mm -hmm. uh, Boise. Well, the Boise mayor uh, yesterday uh, is being called out because her plan is being reported as a socialist wish list, pre-K sex ed, uh, free abortions. I mean, this is Boise 
freaking Idaho, mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Glenn Morgan <clears throat> famously said on our show a couple of years ago, you will be made to care and you cannot run from this fight. This fight is not a, a natural fight. This is not in the natural. This is a spiritual war. And they, a spiritual war does not recognize state boundaries. They're coming for us. They're coming for you. And wherever you are, you think you're going to escape this. Even in Idaho, you're not escaping it. Even in Wyoming, you're not escaping it. Even in South Carolina, you're not escaping this fight. God is calling all of us to make a stand. I agree. Um, we saw signs. Doug and I went over to a rally in Yakima um, last week, and it was fantastic. Doug led worship. I was the MC, But I saw signs everywhere that our voice doesn't matter. Um, we we're talking about Liberty State, which, I, of course, I'm a big fan of Liberty State. But the idea is, to Doug's saying, is we can't run. The fight is here, and we have it within our power to actually push back and win. It's a turnout issue across most of central and eastern Washington and the smaller communities and states, the counties around our state. We have a turnout in even in a good year of about 70%, 75%. And you have the bluest counties, King, uh, the turnout at 90%. So we understand that if no, we turn out. I've, I've said this before, brother. Yeah. It's 120%. Yeah, 120 they, yeah. They, 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 There are many precincts that have more votes returned than they mm-hmm. have registered voters. Okay, so we know that's a problem. So I, here's, I have another suggestion. Okay, so I just thought of this while I'm listening to you talk because I, you know, you, you inspire me to think of ideas. Instead of moving to Boise, why don't you in eastern Washington move to Seattle as a, as a political missionary? Why don't we flood Seattle with conservatives? Let's everybody say instead of, instead of running from the fight, let's, let's do what David did and run to the battle line. Right. Let's run. You know, that's what, you know, the Lord brought me up out of, you know, conservative little Vancouver, Washington. Right. Nice mm-hmm. little Republican stronghold down there to, to King County. I'm like, you know, why did you do that, Lord? Are you punishing me? No, I've told King County Republicans from the platform and King County meetings in a secular environment. And I said, look, God is not punishing you by bringing you to King County. You're in King County because you're the best he's got. All right? Because you have to have something uh, inside of you that's willing to come into King County and fight for freedom and fight for your religious liberties and your Second Amendment rights and all these things. We've got to have, I want to encourage all of you people, Moses Lake, move the whole darn town right over here to, to Auburn, Washington, right? It's pretty conservative there. And then we'll just, we'll just overwhelm King County with conservative votes. So we need missionaries to come forth and to do stuff and stop being cowards and hiding. You know, in that list in the Bible, it's full of lists. There's a list that I don't like, but it's there. And it talks about who's going into the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. And the first one on the list, the very first one on the list is cowards, cowardly, fearful. Mm-hmm depending on which translation you have. The second one is unbelieving. Unbelief. So the cowards and the unbelievers, the people that, <clears throat> you know, I call them make-believers. Yeah, I trust the Lord, but, you know, I'm going to take care of this myself, right? Well, do you really trust the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be harsh with people. Look, you got everybody's got to do what they got to do. There are different strokes for different folks. I get that, right? Some people are, you know, more forward and, you know, more fighter type like me and Marty, but, um, 
you know, we can still do what we need to do. The trick is, the secret is, obey God. What's mm -hmm. he saying to you? And if he's saying, go fight, then don't run away. If you run away, who are you like? You're like Jonah. Where are you going to end up? You're going to end up in some kind of whale. You know, you're mm -hmm. going to end up someplace you don't want to be, right? Indeed. That stuff yeah. wasn't written. That stuff wasn't written strictly as entertainment. That stuff should scare the hell out of you, literally. It should bottom scare line, you. if you're running away from God, he'll get you where you're supposed to be. The bottom line here is much more painful that way. I wouldn't want to be in the belly of a whale, by the way. But um, Nineveh needs smell is horrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but to Doug's point, and then to my point before, start with voting. The idea here is, is two things. One, if we turn out and actually do the easiest thing ever is check the ballot, check the ballot and send it in so we can overwhelm King County is important and Seattle specifically. Number two though, number two really is to, to step out and pay, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, get people engaged. But there's many people that we know that are of the Christian faith that aren't, that aren't even registered, you know? And so what do you do with what you've been given? We're called to be wise stewards. You've been, you've been given the right to vote. You've been given the opportunity to steward this nation and this state. And in your local community, I've seen it in Wenatchee, I've seen it in Tri-Cities, I've seen it in Spokane, where they're coming over here. Those that, that have the Seattle-type sort of um, leftist socialist policies are getting elected in areas that where we're not paying attention. So pay attention with your house, your household, and your local community government, but vote so statewide elections make a difference. It's important. Absolutely. Just do it, you know, and um, be excited about it. You know, I, I, I'm telling you, um, you know, this whole COVID-19 Wuhan coronavirus issue is, again, it's, it's, it's revealing things, right? Are we afraid of dying? Are you afraid of death? You know, the Christian, uh, according to Romans, we're supposed to be set free from the fear of death. And uh, if you look at the life of David, you look at the life of Joseph, like all the stuff that came against Joseph, all the stuff that came against David, <clears throat> literally impossible for these people to die until they did what God uh, called them to do. The scripture is very clear in Psalms. It says, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain that build it. So you're, if you're mm -hmm. building something that God's not in, you're laboring in vain. You're vain it, it, your, your work is worthless. It, unless the Lord guards a city, the watchman, watches in vain. That's all in that same verse, right? And so, unless God is protecting you, all the, all the masks and all of the disinfectants and all that stuff is worthless because if God doesn't protect you, you're toast, all right? Now, if the Lord's on my side, who can be against me, right? And we, so, I believe it's, it's, these are days, and we've been saying this all year long, even before the shutdown order, these are days of courage. These are mm -hmm. days when we must go forward. You know, I, I saw a lot of our listeners when we were in Yakima last week doing the repeat. We did the repeat show last week. People were like, how can you be in Spokane and be here? I'm like, sorry, that was a repeat. But um, we, you know, that was people who had courage and people who are saying, I'm not going to take this. And some people were afraid to go to something like that. And maybe that isn't your gig, but whatever you do based on fear is probably a mistake unless it's the fear of the Lord. You know, when you got the fear of the Lord, then you're going to do stuff that's uh -huh, nervous. You make you nervous, mm -hmm. right, bro? It's going to stretch you. It's going to be feel like, oh my gosh, this is scary. But with, but God, but we can only do it with God. And when you, when you actually step out and, and God help does it with you, you're like, wow, let's do some more. <laughs> it's Amen. Great. And yeah. Uh, yeah, obeying God is 
very addictive. Any rate, so uh, pastors, obey God. You know, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourself together, right? That's what the Bible mm-hmm. says. Let's do that. The, the, you know, the, 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 the elders and whatever, the political authorities in Jerusalem after the resurrection, what did they say? Don't ever speak anymore in their name. You know, all this kind of stuff. And they were like, uh, you tell us whether it's a better to obey God or obey you. Whether, whether to obey the Constitution or obey you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ah, time flies when you're having fun, brother. It certainly does. At <laughs> <laughs> any rate, uh, hopefully you're going to have a fantastic weekend. I know I am. I'll see anybody that wants to come at Point Wrestling tomorrow for church at 2 o'clock. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless, God bless and God bless America. <laughs>